Well, well, top of the morning to you. Hi. Oh my gosh, Chandler. I am one week and six days away from departing for my wedding. Girlfriend, don't I know it. (laughs) (laughs) This can't come soon enough for both of us. (laughs) We're so close. I'm so excited. I'm starting to get like genuinely excited. I like have been getting more and more of my outfits ready and together. Nice. And by outfits, I mean the things that I'm buying and uh, returning in the next 30 days. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I cannot wait. Are you just, I don't know, are you in pins and needles? Is, Is everything handled? Um, I am full of nerves, full of anxiety, driving my wedding planner completely up the wall. Yeah. Texting her at all hours. Okay, great. So super unprofessional. My -hmm. toxic trait is I text people at all hours. Like 3 a.m. I'm texting you. You're kidding. (laughs) I know. gotta do better. The thing is, is I don't want to have to remember to text you later. And so what I say is I just tell people ahead of time, a text is like an email to me. It's just getting it out of my brain. You don't have to reply even in 24 hours. I just don't want to have to remember to text you later. That for sure helps. But I'm just going to say that it's rude. And I think just text me. You you are allowed to text me at all hours of the day. I, I can accept that that's my fate. But, you know, and then you can use my our thread as a reminder. It's not really 3 a.m. It's more like 10 p.m. It's more like 7 a.m. Those are the times my mind is really worrying and buzzing with anxiety. Sure. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, like I'm I'm messaging her okay, well, if it rains, we have to figure out like what's the contingency plan. Like we have yeah. this ballroom, but how are we going to make the ballroom experience as exciting, you know, and do we have enough stuff to fill it up? Right. And if we don't, do we need to get more rentals? And can we do things with the florals from the ceremony to create some sort of like flower wall or something yeah. in the yeah. ballroom? So there's like some like fun moment. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a very stressful situation to have to figure out so yeah it's just like hard to consider like how you're gonna make it like I just want to be excited regardless of how the weather is because then I'm gonna feel like okay it's all good shouldn't you just feel excited to be marrying Kagan just kidding (laughs) gosh it's seriously this is the thing about getting married you guys everyone will say the most like the same thing over and over it's like planning a wedding it doesn't matter it's only about you and who you're marrying and and then in the same breath they will say and really all that really matters is the food you just need good food or someone will say you just need good alcohol that's all that really matters or someone will say like Kagan's mom was like the flowers the flowers are really important or someone will be like the music the music is really just critical and it's like everyone you'll just hear from everyone how everything is really important (laughs) and you're just like I'm actually starting to melt down with this pressure I think what I've said too is like it's only only thing that matters are the photos (laughs) which basically means that everything's important (laughs) everything's important oh the photos are all you'll have left I mean just like consider one thing to take away and oh the chairs the rentals the tables and then it's like I mean yeah chairs are a big part I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) chairs can totally change the entire mood entire experience of a wedding neither of those statements are incorrect and here's the thing I also want to say a wedding is like a house like they'll give you the price though like we had a certain price that we started off with yeah and we are fully 3x'd and you're um, your 3x your original budget yes and how this happens is they're like yeah you can totally have a wedding at this hotel for this amount 
sure okay are you ready to eat off the ground like then you sign the contract <laughs> and they're like you'll have paper plates and you'll all sit in the bathroom you're joking like, your guests will hopefully be able to eat with their hands actually for this price your guests have to start working for the hotel <laughs> like in order to pay all, like they have to do the dishes <laughs> But yeah, we can totally make it happen. We can to- it can totally happen. Um, for do you real. have Mexican work visas? Can you get that for all of your guests? No, seriously, oh it's my like gosh. it's like okay, yeah, you can get a wedding photographer for the price you wanted to pay, but she'll be there for three hours. You will get ten photos. No, it's like okay, you want it to be a certain standard, and to get yeah. it at that certain standard, baby, you better be ready to pay the piper. And yeah, it's true. I just have to tell people that I really think, like, I'm super excited for my wedding. I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. I'm so blessed that I get to have this experience. But that said, I should have pushed harder back on Kagan when he said he wanted a wedding. Because, Mm. like, I'm grateful. I'm super stoked that we're doing this. But ultimately, like, it's a lot it's uh, a yeah. lot. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of emotional investment. Mm-hmm. And it's just not something to take lightly. It's super, super insane. So. Wow. And then you just always, you just like always have other people's little like criticisms of other people's weddings in your head. Mm-hmm. So you'll be planning an event, like the welcome hour. And you're like, well, there needs to be food. Or like, I remember my friend was telling me about this welcome hour she went to and she was like, yeah, it was just champagne and beer, you know? And then you hear that in your mind where you're like, we need all the options, you know, because we don't want someone bitching about how it was just champagne and mm-hmm. beer the week after. Yeah. It's just like, it's a lot the net net with weddings is that basically people are the worst. Yeah, people are the worst. And and I include myself in this because I've for sure complained about weddings that I cannot afford. <laughs> right. And I could not afford. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's going to be amazing. I'm just so grateful that you have, like, honestly, better and more expensive tastes than me because I know that I'm going to have a great time. I know that for me, it's going to feel incredibly luxurious it's gonna feel incredibly luxurious to myself as well and I'm I'm just so grateful and excited and I can't I honestly never thought I would have a nice wedding ever that's probably a big reason why I wanted to elope because I was just like I can't afford the shit I want that's yeah was my mentality all throughout my 20s but no it's just it's something that's really hard because literally people will be like all that matters is who you're marrying but then in the same breath they will tell you how every other thing matters. The photos, the food, the alcohol, the music, the venue. And also it's like everyone who's having a destination wedding, just buckle in for the bitching. So anyway, am I a bridezilla Chandler on a scale of one to 10? Bridezilla being like the worst. Yeah. One being like Courtney, who was just like chill really as a cucumber. A fight on air? Are we really I'll just trying say it. to I'm like ten out of ten, Bridezilla. Like ten. I was out gonna of 10. give you a seven. So <laughs> it's because I would still like to have a good relationship, you know, for the next week and a half until we get to your wedding. <laughs> I just will not be messed with. Okay. That's what I have to say. I mean, I don't blame you though. Like, that's the thing. When you're spending all your own money, I mean, I know how ham I go when I'm spending, you know, a hundred bucks on dinner and something's not right. <laughs> Like the idea of spending like thousands and thousands of dollars to some degree, it's like you have every right to be particular because it's like your day, whatever I roll. But right. And it's like, 
snide remarks from guests. It's just things like people complaining about dress codes like that. Let me just say I do not suffer fools gladly when it comes to this occasion. (laughs) Yeah, you're sorry. You're a 10 out of 10. You're a 10 out of 10. I'll say it. And I have like half a mind to send an email before the wedding. That's like, oh no, all the content is is within the website. These emails, no questions can be asked past this date. You need to mentally microdose or actually microdose, and and then just not be passive aggressive. You're gonna have to answer a lot of repeated questions. Just let go and let God. It's only gonna you know happen for the next two weeks. But that's just like literally, I'm not good at not being passive aggressive. Like that is, I feel like I'm not gonna disagree with that. I'm not gonna disagree (laughs) with that. (laughs) Okay, can we talk about another wedding thing? So I'm a little passive aggressive with mom about the fact that like I I'm doing this all myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not her fault, right? Because like there's nothing for her to do. Like what am I gonna have mom pick out the rentals? I love right, her, but right. we have I want to pick out everything. Am I gonna have mom handle all the floral stuff? Am I gonna yeah. have mom pick out the music? Do I wanna have my first dance to Truly Madly Deeply by Savage mm-hmm. Garden? Like I mean, a song kind of special mom basically got like turned on to when she drove <laughs> us around in her previa. Um no. I don't think so. Am I going to have my first dance to Lifehouse? My mom's ringer to this day. I mean, that's another song mom gets turned on by, but yeah. I have to make all these decisions myself, right? There's just nothing for her really to do. Yeah. You don't even really let me make decisions. And I think I have better taste than, or at least taste you trust more than mom. Mom has great taste, which is different from ours. There's really nothing to offload. Well, I tried to do the music. I've I've been working on the music. I actually need to know how far I am along with that assignment. You're you're complete. That assignment is complete. Okay. So did I did I do enough though? How, how yeah, were you, you happy with my you performance? You gave me a lot of good ideas, which I appreciated. But it feels like this is a like you turn something in and someone says this is a good start. <laughs> you bitch. This is so classic, everybody. It was good. It gave me some material to listen through to add to my playlist. I have a very okay. specific, you know, yeah. beat per minute I want for each song. You missed the mark on a few. Um, but oh that's okay. I'm just holding on to my left wrist right now. I'm just holding on to my diamond tennis bracelet and just just <laughs> grip on remembering your life to those diamonds. Right. I'm just remembering my left wrist. Okay. Well, this here we is go. the other thing, ladies. You could become a bride. It's all on you to plan, figure out, handle, manage, execute, look mm-hmm. the best you've ever looked. Then your attitude better be ship fucking shape, or they're gonna <laughs> shame you. Okay. So good luck not buckling under the pressure. <laughs> sorry uh, yeah it's true i need you to like keep sweet right now like (laughs) seriously it's like oh plan a hundred person event in a foreign country get everyone all the details they need look the best you ever looked in your three-day event spend an extreme amount of money and then also you better turn that frown upside down missy okay (laughs) what's the sour attitude for this is the best day of your life you're about to marry the love of your life have some perspective sorry that it rained and now the entire event you envisioned <laughs> is inside a ballroom that looks like it's out of the 80s no thank god our the ballroom if we are in it is actually really nice it'll be fine but it's like it's just a lot and this is okay this is all brings to me to my story Chandler. oh i thought this was a story okay oh no this is an entire hour of just me commiserating okay okay so this is the story this is what this all has been leading up to Speaking okay of- so basically me bride bitching but right. um 
here for it. No, no, here's, so this is what happened. Mom always texts me like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And yeah. I'm like, there's nothing I can really think of to offload onto her, unfortunately, right? Other than like, I ordered a few things to her house and I was like, please bring these to Mexico, which she did complain about. Um, So sorry, mom, sorry, I ordered a huge white Parmesan hat to bring to Mexico. Like literally the worst thing I could ask her to bring. Am I going to be in the same boat? Just want to just fully prepare myself you know what? mentally spared. You were actually no. spared. The blood. Really? Yeah. The blood was on your door. <laughs> you were passed by. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> honestly using that metaphor or that religious tale uh inappropriately is truly one of uh, really my adult so life's good. great pleasures it's really um, good excellent work yeah the sheep's blood was on your door and you it was passed by chandler in the night and you your firstborn is spared Thank um slash God. your carry-on but anyway so it was like mom guess what i thought of something you can do to help me with this wedding she was like what anything and anything. i was like come on my Patreon. Okay. <laughs> I was like, if you come on the Patreon, I know for a fact, we're going to get a spike. It's going to help my right. business. That's going to yep. help my wallet. Help me pay for some of this stuff. It'll just boost everything. Okay. It'll be a great thing. Yeah. It'll be a little bit of a stress relief. I'll know we have some really exciting content for our listeners Yeah. in yeah. December while I'm on my honeymoon. That will be great for me. It'll be genuinely helpful. Yeah. Do you know what mom's response was? Mm, no. Mom is also going to get on me so bad. She's going to be like, you sound so ungrateful. Okay. So this is what mom says. She said, ask me anything else. <laughs> and I said, no, mom, this would actually majorly help me. Right. She said, I don't understand how selling my soul would help you. <laughs> I said, it's not selling your soul. It's our business. And then she says, uh, this is a wedding abuse request. Stop. This goes against my moral beliefs that it's wrong to charge your friends to hear your voice. And I said, mom, dad charges dad every day to hear his voice. I never hear you complaining saying yeah, so this is against my rules. Talk to them for free. And then she said, I just would never go on something where we're charging people money to hear me. And then he, she says, this doesn't even correlate back to the wedding at all. And I said, yes, it does. It will help my business, which helps my cash flow, which helps my wedding. And she <laughs> says, how about if I just give you, I got to see your face when I read this. How about I just give you a thousand dollars to not make me wow. buy Patreon? Wow. And I said, ha ha, that's a tough one to turn down, but I would much prefer to have you on the Patreon. 1200 Stop. I say, mom, just please. And I'm not like trying to shill bid this, this baby, this, this bish. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to work her. I'm literally yeah. like, not even taking this seriously. I'm like, mom, just come on and support our business. Right, 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 right. Well, also, I think it would be amazing content. 1500 You got to stop and, and consider a few things. And then I said, mom, seriously, you must be joking. She said, I will Venmo you right now. <gasps> and I said, are you serious? Ha ha ha. Don't do it. Don't do it. She said, dead serious. Says, save yourself the $1,500 and come on the Patreon. Literally she says, an hour of your life. $1,700. Take it now or forever hold your peace. Never speak of the Patreon again to me. It makes my blood run cold. We don't make fun money off our friends. It feels like Amway. I said, fine, I'll take it. $1,700 in my Venmo. Let's Whoa. just say in flusher times, I would have refused. But guess what? I am. Uh, I ran You're all the accepting. way to the bank with that 1700 bones. And I got almost two grand out of mom. Three minutes of texting. That's insane. Pretty good. I'm really happy for you. I am sad she's not coming on the Patreon. It's never going to happen. In the back of my mind, I'm like, wait, I should be texting mom and asking for money more. But no, those days are behind me. I make my own money. I'm still gainfully employed. 
I will not do that. But wow, I'm very happy for you. And this is deserved. Well, and this is what I'm thinking. When your wedding comes along, I'm pretty sure you got to take out your own offer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just oh, be like, yeah. mom, this is the one thing that could help me with my wedding. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> also, I will say, mom and dad very generously contributed toward our wedding. And it was really, really kind beyond the 1700. So that took some pressure off in a significant way and was really sweet of them. So actually both the sets of our parents contributed. So that actually, that genuinely meant a lot. Here's what I will say. What? Mom, mom is a class act. The fact that she, the fact that she was literally willing to shill out instead of going on the Patreon because she's so afraid of people thinking that we're like thirsty or trying to make money. Yeah. You know, there's something to be said for that conviction. Um, I don't, it doesn't exist within me. I don't have that bone in my body, but you know, you got to hand it to her. I just, I tried to explain to her the creator economy that Papa Paul just is not a 5013C. We're not a nonprofit. Okay. Right, Right. We don't just get on here for fun. We got on here for fun and to make a few bones. And people get, yeah, I don't have to preach to the choir right now, but yeah. People get what? No. Well, it's just like you get extra content. It's not like it's like make a donation toward what you're already getting. (laughs) Well, this is what she said too. She was like, you know, if you make it free, you'd make more money. And I was like, I can tell you fact, we would not make more money. Absolutely not. We would actually uh, make probably 2% of what we currently make on Patreon if it was for free. Yeah. Okay. I'm not necessarily buying her like Shark Tank theories, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was hilarious. And then also a disclaimer, I am genuinely so grateful for everyone coming to my wedding. Everyone's free to ask me questions. I just talk, this is just some, you know, locker groom girl chat, (laughs) just being a little (laughs) candid, but genuinely ask away. I'm your personal concierge, everyone. I love you. I will say maybe our podcast kind of is like locker room girl talk. I hate to say it. I think there might be three people come to my wedding who listen to my podcast. So it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Well, it's going to be great and I'm excited for it. Everything's going to turn out wonderful and really the only thing that matters um, are the photos. So yeah. Oh yeah. And the food and the alcohol and the flowers (laughs) and the dress. And the dress. And the hair. Oh, oh, you want to do your hair that way? Oh, absolutely not. You cannot do your hair that way. Oh, you're going to do your makeup that way? Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, it is just like everyone has an opinion. Everything is deadly serious. And if some, if anyone DMs me, if oh I get gosh. a single <laughs> Here DM. Here comes the threats. The threats. After your kumbaya speech, you go back to threatening. <laughs> if I get a single fucking DM that's like, okay, here we go. Lauren, you need to have some perspective as you go into this once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> event. There's only two times everyone you love are together, your funeral and your wedding. I will honestly, I will call Tim Cook. I will tell him that you're a terrorist. I will get your <laughs> account removed from AT&T, T-Mobile, Apple. And I will <laughs> I will send 4chan like vagrants, 4chan warriors. For, I'll get wow. anonymous to go after you. Okay. I will, I will not. I do not suffer fools gladly right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I don't know how to put a bow on that one. So <laughs> just move right, off, right along. Okay, moving on, Chandler. Um, The Crown. Are you watching? Yes. I started it yesterday. Okay. Ben walked in on me watching it, and he goes, what's this? Mm. Uh, Because typically we watch TV together, and I said, this is a show I get to watch privately, um, because I don't have to wait for you to watch it. Yeah. 
and I'm obsessed. Uh, I've always loved The Crown, but I think seeing Diana and Charles like marriage really explored. And I've only seen like the first episode. I'm just I cannot wait. The 90s are just such a intensely scandalous period for the royals that I can't wait to see it played out. I differ with you on this. Mm-hmm. I am watching and enjoying. I think the production mm-hmm. value is really good. Obviously, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. The casting is so bad to me that it's very distracting. The casting for who in particular? Like, do you not like Diana's? Is it is it Anna de Armas? Who no. And no, it's not. It's it's who, like who some British it? actress. Um, oh, it's um, and she's. I've seen her and stuff before. I you can just Google. You don't have to think too hard. You can just look it up. Ew. I see you like searching your brain, looking around your apartment. Who is it? Like, who, who is it? Who, is it? who could it be? Okay, so this this is what I will say, and this is a real spicy hot take. Okay. Okay. On this actress, I think yeah. the physicality is amazing. I think the voice is spot on. Would it have killed her to have gained like 15 pounds though for this role? She's she's just so so alarming. Not alarmingly, but she's so thin. She doesn't Uh resemble Diana. She could have looked been a dead ringer if she had just pulled a little like, uh, what's her name? What's her name? The chick who was in Monster. Charlize Theron. Okay. If you can just pull a Charlize Theron light and have, you know, Mm -hmm. packed on a, a little bit of weight like the entire thing would have been perfect she would have looked exactly like her and especially because she's so thin she looks so young and Mm -hmm. then standing next to dominic west who is 21 years older than this actress and who looks like her father it just doesn't look believable at all that's interesting i mean I, i honestly that did not occur to me oh really but yeah the weight thing didn't occur to me because like yeah diana was on the thinner side but this actress is definitely like pretty thin. She just looks like a girl. And Diana at this stage yeah. in her life looked like a full woman. Yeah, that's that's true. That's I think that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. And I just I, I really wanted to see and I know people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, body shaming. <sighs> Do you want 4chan to come after you? I don't think so. Um, But this is what I'm going to say. I just feel like I would have liked to have seen Diana embodied more as a 30 something full bodied woman. Rather mm-hmm. than like a frail, mm-hmm. yeah. which is kind yeah. of the vibes I get from this actress. Okay, I said I will I say said. that Dominic West. Dominic West looks fifty, and Charles yeah. was not fifty in the nineties. Like he no. looks, he looks yeah. full on her dad, like her dad, and she looks like so young, and it's just distracting. And then also, this actress is six two or six three. Dominic West is not, and she yeah. towers over him. And in the real life, they were the same height, and these things matter to me yeah okay? I'm a highly yeah. visual person yeah. and uh, I just take you know serious umbrage with this casting department oh pun intended because yeah all I can see is professor umbrage oh my gosh I just would have appreciated not casting the same woman who's most famous for playing one of the most hated Harry Potter characters <laughs> yeah you've got a history there that's your own like personal bias and that's yeah it's hard to ignore that I'm sorry. I'm sorry going through that. It sounds like um, you're saying it's a me problem. I, I see a little bit of umbrage, but I am seeing the queen as well. I've only watched the first first episode. So, you know, I'm, I'm maybe also just I, I love just seeing the Diana story. And I also love the little princes. I think they are so darling. Yeah, the princes are cute. Diana, no, it's, it's definitely fun to watch. Yeah. Dominic West, though. Also, I will say I hate myself for this, truly, because 
after what he pulled with Lily, what's her he's face? He's deplorable. He's he is a deplorable. And I hate myself for admitting that I do find him to be attractive. That doesn't track, okay? Charles had no swagger. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. not a vibe. Yeah. He yeah. was distinctly goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Distinctly kind of like gangly. Not masculine. Yeah. 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 Honestly. Anyway. Ugh. It's terrible. I want to die saying this, but there's like a BDE with Dominic West. Exactly. It does not exist with Charles. No, it doesn't. Even when he was hot. Even when he was like, you know, super like, you know, young and hot on the scene. He just, he was hot for different reasons. It wasn't a BDE hotness. And not to blame the woman, but. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You are going out on a high today. It's going to be our last and final episode. I feel like, you know what? I will say maybe that's more fun to watch. Maybe like you would rather just watch someone hot, even if it strains a little of your credulity, Mm -hmm. but it would work if the physicality matched between Dominic and this princess Diana Mm -hmm. actress, but because I find her to be not the right, you know, stature, not the right um, real kind of fit there. It's just a strange pairing. Um, So that's where, that's where I stand. Yes, I hear you. I think as well, Diana looked pretty young in season four, too. The actress that played her. Yeah. Like, she was so young looking. She looked like a doe. Do you remember the her? Yeah, like, I do. She looked like she got, like, the... Deer in the, the headlights, scene. for sure. Deer in the headlights. And also just, like, her face was just very young looking. Almost like she was, like, permanently 15 in the season. And yeah. so, yeah, there's a little bit of a Diana casting issue. I, I, I'll, I'll agree to that. And it would have it would have been fine if her person playing opposite her, actually, you know what? It wouldn't have killed this lady to gain ten pounds to play Diana adequately. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna say it. It actually wouldn't have, and it would have actually really helped. So again, I'm not I'm not mincing words this morning. I have like literally no. So you're not suffering fools. I just don't have the words. energy to cloak my thoughts in a more you know palatable fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I, and also people are asked to like lose weight for roles all the time why would it yeah what's so wrong with like hey why don't you like gain a little bit of weight honestly come at me and I will never mind I actually don't know how to mobilize an online army but that's a that's a goal for 2023 your threat was like kind of all over the place it was like you're gonna call <laughs> Tim Cook but it's actually an AT&T and T-Mobile problem <laughs> no no well, I was gonna I was gonna be firing on all fronts so like your Apple phone but also your carrier got it um, got it so yeah anyway Okay. Wow. Well, uh, (laughs) yeah, I was going to say something rude about Princess Anne, but I'm just not going to because, you know, I think you've you've done enough for our negativity this morning. (laughs) That's true. That's true. I hope I I made everyone real chipper as I listened to this podcast episode. Um, Should we talk about Taylor Swift's fashion this week that we were disgraced (sighs) with? Yeah. Okay. So what award show did she attend that she wore this dress to? I don't know. There were several award shows and events this weekend. There was like Baby to Baby. Uh, mm. I think there were maybe the Country Music Awards were last weekend. But either way, let's. Let, do you want me to fact check that? Is that is this important context for you to find out no, which carpet she was on? No need for a quick Google search. But okay. Can we talk? Let's just. Can you send me the specific outfits we're going to discuss? MTV Awards. Excuse me. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. The specific outfit that I immediately screenshotted and sent to several group texts mm-hmm. was the shorter collar dress okay right 
I'm a person who loves a sequin, loves a sparkle. Mm-hmm. So I have no issue with that. Yes. Why, so why is this so bad, Chandler? Okay, so you're, you're obsessed with it is what I'm hearing. No, I'm not obsessed with it. I'm just saying I can't articulate why this doesn't slap. That's a totally valid question. And do you know what it is? What? The whole thing is underwhelming. For a, for a superstar of her level who has as much, you know, staff and talent yeah. and frankly, like, taste. I think Taylor Swift has good taste in, like, music. She clearly, you, you know. Oh, and bops. Yeah. Sonic taste. She can create incredible music. Why in the actual F-U-C-K, excuse me, can she not get a decent styling going so my issue with with this dress is it's just completely underwhelming it's not impressive it's giving like uh charlotte russe you know it's giving like even like wet seal it's just kind of like looks like cheap material that's like made to look fancy costume department vibes you know what i'm saying i actually think this dress would have been excellent it the thing about it that sucks and you guys what we're describing right now is a mini dress that's fully like bejeweled with a black sh- like strip along each side. Yeah. Um, yes. And then a thick collar, black collar. Yeah. The problem is the black in the collar. If this was just full bejeweled yes, yes. and like a t-shirt silhouette mini, yeah. that w- would have been very cute. But it's the collar it's- and the black material that just make it seem like she's like working at a, like a, a casino or something. Yes, you know what it's giving a little bit? Those shirts that used to have just a like a big just this just the shirts that were sequined on the front and not sequined on the back. It was like, we're not gonna pay all the money to sequin this full <laughs> shirt. We're just gonna pay enough for the front. So it's like exactly. you know, everyone from the front can enjoy your fashion, but in the back we don't really give a shit. Um, because we we don't have the money, the budget. It's the fleece jacket you dip your arms into and realize that you didn't pay enough for a fully lined fleece yes, jacket. Yes. So it's just the fleece where people can actually see any of the lining. It's dark, dark times. And maybe it's she's nodding to a future recession with this dress. Trying to respect people's She's absolutely know. not doing that um <laughs> at all. So like given her private jet usage and you know, awareness of general like, you know, global issues. Yeah. Um the other thing is this is clearly a nod to bejeweled and you know, that whole right. journey. And I just like hate to say it, but if I was, you know, a designer or a stylist, like and I was given the brief of bejeweled. Do better. Do better than a quick run to the mall, you know, and and this like bejeweled diamond letdown. And before anyone writes in and is like, oh, really? Women tearing down other women? We should be lifting people up. Let me just say to This podcast is not for that. No, it's not. Our parents said growing up, and this could not be more apt, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And if you are a global celebrity, you better look good, okay? That's your job is to entertain the public with bops and with fits. Also, this woman, like, you know, only has to be in public, like, when she wants to. When she wants to go to these award shows, like, we're not exactly. expecting an incredible outfit, like, you know, on Correct. the daily. It's not like street style with Taylor Swift. It's just like you've had, what, a year, actually probably, like, a bazillion years because everyone knows when the MTV awards are and you just you just plan right. on that being on your style calendar or whatever the hell. Yeah. And and let me just also say that her other dress for the evening that was like I would I'll say a sexier situation. It was like a bodysuit with then this like uh bejeweled like long bodice kind of thing. That one I was not as uh was not as abhorrent to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
was definitely like, yeah, let's see some sexy Taylor. I love it. Like, you know, she looks amazing. She looks incredible. She looks so like healthy. But, you know, it was just like, I, I just expect more. I just expect, she never wows me with her fashion. And that's the okay. real bummer. I am with you. And I just think I do want to point out though. And I like, I agree. The other dress was only okay, but she did. It looked fine. Personally, I just find her like beyond the style and you nodded to it. And I, I texted you this immediately when you messaged me these looks. Yeah. yeah. I said like, she just looks better than she's ever looked. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just think that she clearly is like at in a much better place health wise than when she was like so sickly thin and frail. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And it's so nice to see. Like I literally, I just, I don't think she's ever been as beautiful as she is right now. Um, yeah. And the music has never been as good either. So as a woman trying to support another woman, these are very fixable problems. Hire a good stylist. Follow Courtney Grow on Instagram. Would it kill you, Tay? Literally. Kill you? Literally. Um, let me also just state that her last dress at the MTV Awards from last year was Oscar de la Renta. And it was stunning. It was a beautiful diamondy dress. I just, I don't know if either of these dresses were like th this year's dresses were made by designers, but I think let's just leave it to the professionals. Taylor, right. you're a professional singer. Let's, we'll leave it to you and let's leave your styling to the true designers because they can do you right. I have another hot take. I'm just going to say, okay. And people might say I'm taking feminism back a few decades when I say the next sentence. Mm -hmm. So Chan buckle in, but I just don't think women look good in collars. I just don't think it's a good look. <laughs> Collars are really hard. They're not appealing. Not even a glimpse of a clavicle. I disagree. I'm like, I don't think I'm canceling collars on this morning. Like, I like with like an oversized, like button. An up oversized coat. coat is gorgeous. Collars. Women are not allowed to wear collars. I just don't think collar like a button down shirt, a oh, collar like polo. I love. I love like a structured oversized shirt or something i'm with you it can look good but when we're talking about fitted polo this is a fitted polo aesthetic the problem is the collar collars yeah. are just never gonna be your hottest vibe your hottest look i mean yeah maybe not on the red carpet it's kind of like yeah maybe we don't need it so i hear you let me just say we clearly love Taylor Swift. We just did multiple episodes on how much we love her music. It's just her fashion that baffles us, but we will continue to, you know, support her endlessly until the day we die. It's the fashion and the wealth. Yeah, right. Confounding variables. Make it make sense. Exactly. Wow, yeah. Chandler. 10 out of 10. Okay, let's talk about FTX, Chandler, because this is something people requested that we go through and kind of explain. I don't want to yeah. dwell super long on it. Let me just let me just say really quick. Last mm. week I was watching her stories and I started to see some crypto content and I'm not going to lie to you. My eyes started to roll and I was like, all right, Lauren should be posting this on her personal account. I don't think our <laughs> listeners really care about what's going on in crypto right now. Or, and then I think you posted like a poll and I'm like, oh gosh, like, do we think people are actually like, are there a lot of people investing in crypto who follow pop apologists? Like no offense to our audience. I just, you know, it's not, we're not a Coinbase podcast, <laughs> but anyways, I'm eating crow because people are dying to hear your thoughts about it. And it's actually a very big worldwide scandal. Yeah, it's global news. So yeah. it has gotten on your radar beyond pop apologist oh, stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has. Okay, so the reason why this is such a big deal, Chandler, do you know why it's such a big deal? Because they went like filed for bankruptcy. I think they were like worth like $38 
million billion something so like the, that? the problem with ftx is this was not a hedge fund right this was not something where okay. people thought they were putting money in and this was not something where people people had their money in it like it was a bank right so it would be like okay. if you had your money in u.s bank and then suddenly everyone heard that u.s bank was having financial problems and everyone went to u.s bank to take their money out but u.s bank was like oh sorry we don't have anyone's money anymore actually you can't take your money out of u.s bank and now all your money that was in the bank is actually gone and to get it back good fucking luck let me just say really quick uh, that was a great metaphor, analogy, whatever. But just for the record, I would never put my money in U.S. Bank because U.S. <laughs> Bank has charged me so many overdraft fees. And I think they have the most expensive overdraft fees out of any institution. Um, so let me just say that. It's been a long time since I've had an account with U.S. Bank. I think we both, mom, set us up with accounts with U.S. Bank yeah, when we were like yeah. 16. And that's why we have so much PTSD from U.S. Bank's overdraft Little measures against know. us what they had in store for us as kids um, and teens. But anyways, this is a quick aside. When we were at Andrew's wedding, one of our dear friends, we were dancing and like it was on a rooftop next to um, U.S. Bank in Salt Lake City. And so we were all having the most incredible time just dancing and stuff. We were like high on mushrooms and or I was. And anyway, it was just hilarious because it, I was I remember I, I think I said to you, Chandler, I was like, I just feel like I'm making peace with U.S. Bank right now after all the overdraft issues we went through, you know, in, in my early <laughs> 20s. Finally, I feel like we're just we're good with each other. Me and U.S. Bank. Anyway, I don't think that story will land. But so all coming to say that the FTX crisis is a really big deal because it wasn't something people thought they could lose money in. They they thought right, their right. funds would be protected. They didn't think their funds were being invested to earn more. They weren't trying to earn more money on their money. They just had it in an account. And all so of a sudden, crazy. this hugely trusted it's exchange, terrifying. like this was one of the top exchanges, um, this hugely trusted exchange has actually gambled away all their money so it was like a crypto and bank it's like a crypto bank exactly it was an exchange like a crypto bank where people could buy and sell all sorts of tokens and it's yeah the sbf sam bankman freed he basically had another he had a hedge fund called alameda i think alameda capital yeah. i believe it's called and basically what happened was is alameda capital essentially was doing really poorly with its investments. And so he started bailing out Alameda Capital with FT with customer funds from FTX. And this was all obviously Jeez. just a ticking time bomb. And it's so luckily, I mean, Kagan and I were not affected, but it's like, it's just who really knows what the ripple effects are going to be. This is the worst thing to ever happen to Christo to crypto to crypto since Mount <laughs> like Gox. <it> was <laughs> but I have to I talk like, to you about what happened to crypto. <laughs> like what? I that was thought I was following this like dense story, this dense explanation until crypto came up. Yes, but our friend Christo, he was not been so fortunate. No, um, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to crypto yeah. since the hacking of Mount Gox. Mount Gox, like 10 years ago, was hacked. Um, what is that? It was basically like another exchange. It was like the big exchange at the time. People's okay. wallets were drained. This is a really big deal. Like I don't think people yeah. really like it's the night that the nice thing. The good thing about it is FTX didn't have such a big market cap that it's going to impact the world economy. Mm -hmm. But like there are people whose family savings were on FTX. Ugh. Yeah, right. Whose right. everything they'd ever worked for just 
vanished overnight. And my question is, why would someone have put like their money into FTX over like a traditional bank if they weren't like expect to get returns on it or something? You can't with F with US Bank, they don't allow you to like buy and sell pictures of, you know, pictures of clowns or pic- pictures of monkeys for NFTs, a million dollars. Yeah, they don't like there's a DeFi. There's it's like that's where you can actually do you know, buying and selling of crypto, um, and of mm-hmm. DeFi. And it's not the only exchange that allows you to do that, but it's one of them. And so that's why yeah. people had it on them. And also, I mean, Sam Bankman fried FTX had a sterling reputation. Yeah. It was like Sam Bankman fried had met with Gary Gensler. He was very much Who's Gary like, Gensler. He's Christo? the chairman of the SEC, the security mm-hmm. exchange commission. I know that <laughs> I was testing you. <laughs> Uh, no, it's interesting that you say that because the article I was reading about it compared it to the uh, Ponzi scheme with Bernie Madoff. Yes. And how obviously there was a pristine reputation that had never yeah. you know, been called into question and that one of the lines was like it feeds on itself when like basically enough like high level, you know, investors and people that are like credited in the, in the community like greenlight something then just people's don't do any more due diligence and like you look past red flags because they, you know, are lauded by other yeah. powerful people like SoftBank exactly. or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's very much like Elizabeth Theranos adjacent. Like, oh, Henry Kissinger invested. No idea who that person <laughs> is, but I know he's important. Here's a hundred million dollars. No, absolutely. It's like the um, affiliation bias that gets in the way. You need to say like who TF, who the fuck is Henry Kissinger? <laughs> But I'll give him my money. It literally. I stand by Henry Kissinger on this one. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah, it's a really, really big deal. And also, so this is another thing. So obviously there's been a lot of money sent to the Ukraine to support the war with Russia. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the Ukraine also has been investing in FTX. Really? Why is the Ukraine putting money into FTX, buying FTT? Oh, I don't know. Well, Sam Bankman-Fried is one of the Democrats' biggest donors. So if that doesn't sound like a money laundering scheme, mm. you know what? I can't help you. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's very, very, wow. very crazy. Like literally in March of 2022, literally this year, when the like a month after the war began, yeah, Ukraine starts buying FTX and then Sam Bankman-Fried was a major, major donor to the Democratic Party. It's a very, very, it doesn't look good. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thank you for that stunning debrief on FTX. You're so smart. Yeah, it's, it's a very, I mean, it's just a real thing. Like, and I think that you know, it's very easy to be like, oh, crypto people, you know, crypto people, so much easy money. They like won the lottery. So who gives a shit? But like, yeah. first of all, these are real human beings with families yeah. who risked a lot of their actual money right. in order to bet on something that they believed in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there were people that just got super lucky, but a lot of them actually had stomachs of steel, went through bear market after bear market took a lot of personal risk in order to build wealth and to have the, all of that wiped out overnight. People have real jobs in that industry. Like it's a really serious thing. And yeah. Schadenfreude is just not a good look on anyone. And I have real friends. Remind the audience what that looks for. What, 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 remind the audience what that word means. Schadenfreude is when you take pleasure at other people's demise or. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a german uh, term for when you do you think we take pleasure at other people's ill happenings do you think that we just did that with taylor swift 
No, because I think that we are complaining. We're complaining okay. about the fact that we would like better fashion. Right, right. Where we want her to succeed in this way. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. We okay. are fighting the good fight for Taylor. And can I also tell you something that's been happening to me this week? What? Um, I am falling head over heels for Justin Bieber and Taylor Bieber. I Oh, are you watching a lot of YouTubes? I am watch did you ever watch their wedding video on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. I mean, this is a very real couple. Yeah, their love is definitely real. Their love is absolutely real. I think it's because I'm a little before their time Mm -hmm. that I never really got super into them. But wow, this couple, first of all, Haley, this is going to sound so dumb. This is like my dog conversation on Patreon. I'm like, dogs actually love. Dogs have emotions. (laughs) So this is like the same tone. Haley serves look after look after look. Mm -hmm. Um, Is the sweetest angel of a girl. Mm -hmm. And Justin Bieber is such a God-fearing man. His <laughs> his devotion, I his devotion to Christianity, to marriage, to being yeah. a good husband, to family. Mm-hmm. Like the YouTube video opens up with him talking about how he always wanted to be a dad and a family man. I mean, I have become a believer. I'm literally listening to a lot of Justin Bieber music right now. Oh, what's your favorite? And I want to do right a now? full deep dive. You know what what's my favorite, favorite song is, Chandler? What? One what? Less Lonely Girl. Okay. Have you ever heard wow. that song? Wow. You really are doing a deep dive. Damn. Well, One Less Lonely Girl is one of his, you know, on one of his first albums when he was a little youngin. And the cutest I know. part about it is he's saying it to her at their wedding. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. she's going to be one, like one less mm-hmm. lonely girl. <gasps> anyway, I feel very this tender is, this about is a sweet Justin. journey for you to be on. Um, yeah. Justin, Justin, you know, he grew up with like a single mom not have a big family uh so i think that yeah having a family and like su- a support system is very very important to him um and also i do believe their love is real um oh yeah i think they're very sweet and i think uh i think that she has ultimately been a very positive force for him in his life because i know he like struggles with a lot of demons like as a child star you know how could you not? as a child star would and I the most hilarious thing. I mean, people are so intense about the Selena Gomez um, yeah. love triangle, right? And I think the most hilarious thing is so obviously I'm doing a bunch of research online about it, and yeah. just looking at photos of him and Selena, they were literally infants. Not they literally, just, yeah. yeah. They were like basically. so young. They were like yeah. children. They were basically like yeah. underage. I don't know how old they were when they were, when they dated, but they looked yeah. like kids. Yeah. And it's like actually hilarious that there's all this like. There's all this like, um, I'm just going to say it, Sturm und Drang, it's consternation. Oh, um, that's another German term for uh, storm. I think it's storm like an American and word. storm like an and strife. Word. Sturm, uh, Sturm und Drang. Okay. There's all of this like weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth over these two like tweens and their love affair. Um, yeah. Storm I mean, that's stress, just like, storm and storm and yeah. Anyway, they, there are very strong fan communities there. Like, honestly, like the Harry Styles fans. Um, I would like to talk about uh, speaking of demons. Okay. Yeah. I would like to talk about a demon I'm fighting right now. What? What? It's related to Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Oh, you're going to say ready? it? I thought I was going to have well, to say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. And I don't know if the, we're talking about the same demon. But here's what I'm going to say about Handmaid's Tale. Okay. I could never be as brave as Elizabeth Moss. Mm. I could never be that. It's not in the cards for me. It doesn't matter how many times I go to therapy, how much self-work I do, how much uh, Louise Hay I read. 
it's not going to happen. I could never be as brave as her because her character basically never looks hot. Never. She never looks hot. She's always in harsh lighting. She's always dressed poorly in the show. And I don't know that I could watch myself on screen looking not hot. And that's and that's the demon, I guess, that I'm facing today and every day. Hannah still is frankly hard for me to watch. Like it Elizabeth, is. I mean, yeah. scenes are hard for me to watch. They are the way they portray her is so unflattering. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, it's not just that it's unflattering lighting. I don't care about that so much. It's just like I'm sorry, this is a real hot take, but PTSD is like not, it's like a one note thing for me. Like a, a bunch of her grimacing like into the yeah, air. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like yeah. being angry. Yeah. I would much rather watch Serena Joy bathed in light doing yoga in her pristine cell than watch Elizabeth Moss just like furious at the world and staring right. into the camera. Or like gritting her teeth. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not my favorite. Okay. So this is not my favorite scene with Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. But this, it did get better in the second episode because there was a lot more Gilead. Gilead is my jam. I want to stay in Gilead. I want to be I know in- it is. Gilead is way better to watch than, than like Canada. Toronto. Yeah. No, like, Wait, are you on can- season five or which season are you watching? I'm in season five. Yeah. 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 And it's I just agree. like, I have to get through the Elizabeth Moss scenes to get to the Serena Joy scenes. I will say though. Yeah. There's just a lot of good stuff that's coming in this season. That I, really? I hope, yeah, yeah. It's just like so much character development across like the entire cast. Also, I did point out on stories, not sure if you caught this, but Elizabeth Moths has like this very like dirty blonde hair naturally, kind of like mm-hmm. my color, honestly. So I noticed this because her roots are perfectly touched up, which honestly did not track for me. Like if you are in a state of violent vengeance, okay, you have just you're a refugee essentially. How are you getting your highlights done? You can so still often? get a partial. They you still figure out a way to get a partial. It's like how I figured out how to get a partial when I was <laughs> broke off my ass in college. Like, well, you know, you figure it out. <laughs> desperate times, desperate measures. Um, okay, this is the other, this is the other qualm I have with Handmaid's Tale this morning. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't appreciate the fact that they made Canada. The place where you get liberated. Why couldn't it? I want every time they say, are you a refugee? Are you seeking asylum and safety? I want them to say the next words to come out of their mouth to be in the United States of America. Like I want my patriotism to soar in this moment. America, it's I was because pretty, I'm pretty sure Ameri- it's like the land of the free and the brave. We're the ones but that love America, freedom. America got overtaken by Gilead. Like America's now like, I think it's only Hawaii that's like free. No, I, That's the yes, whole I understand the geographical. I know. Yeah. But I think that they should have switched it. I think Canada should have been the one to be overtaken by. You want to watch a show about Canadians? And theocracy. Sure. If they can escape to freedom in America, which will boost my yeah. sense of love for this country. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If you want to show that boosts your love for this country. Okay. That's basically just American pastoral porn. You got to watch <laughs> Yellowstone. You got to watch Yellowstone. It's like, I mean, Ben and I. Here's the thing. We just started yeah. the most recent season. It's it's still good. It's not great because there's just there's just clearly such an agenda with like yeah. everything in it um that it feels a little bit like I See, don't I know. Can't, I can't watch that's too stuff. 
Yeah. See, I can't watch stuff that's too heavy handed, even if it's beautiful. But I think, at. though, I think the first couple of seasons it don't feel like that as much. I just already tried to watch the first couple really? of seasons. Really? I mean, I just feel like you'd be down for Kevin Costner in it, though. Like, yeah, I should give it more of an effort. Give it another whirl. Yeah. But Anyways. no, I just, I, and this is another thing I will say before you write in, you're like, do you know what America has been involved in? You know, colonialism, whatever, whatever, problems, problems, problems. I, I think I know some of it. I wouldn't, I've never been called myself a historian. What I love is the American brand. I love the idea of America. I love yeah. Levi's. I love the great American West. I love, um, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Levi's, the American West. I love cowboys. I yeah. love Ronald Reagan vibes. Okay. Um, I am an registered you, you like the mood board of America. I like the like mood if, board. Of, I like the Pinterest of America. Yes, yes. I'm not really talking about anything. Anything historical. deeper than that? Yeah, no, it's fine. I, we don't have to go there. That's not I for this like podcast. I have to make the disclaimer because I am reading uh, Howard Zinn's uh, People's History of the United States right now, um, okay. and let's just say the history is brutal. So I don't want to seem totally tone deaf, but that, all that to say, I would like Handmaid's Tale to reflect our shared delusion Mm -hmm. that america is simply the land of the free of the brave of the red-blooded who escaped for religious freedom okay and built a democracy this great experiment you just like honestly you vacillate between being like so pro-gilead with some of your thoughts (laughs) and also like not at all I'm just getting I'm getting whiplash and I love it. It's you know, you're it continues to be on brand for you. Do I contradict <laughs> myself? Very well then. I contradict myself. Um what is that? We from? have I think it's a Walt Whitman quote. Um <laughs> Okay. Okay. But we, we have a question that was written in. So mm-hmm. I'm doing an anonymous Q&A solo episode for Patreon. It's going to come out next month. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a limited time release because there's some spicy questions. Yeah. But there was a question someone asked in that. There was a question someone asked that I thought we could answer in the regular episode. Okay. 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 So this is what the person said. Why are the Bledsoe sisters inclined toward a public life? Podcast, Instagram influencing, etc. Um take it away okay great I, I love that i get to take this one um i don't know i think we're thirsty af no i think i mean being honest ha- being or having any type of public life really scares the shit out of me yeah um like truly and anything i don't think it's something that like ben particularly loves mm-hmm. um but i love creating this podcast i love like creating this like little community you know however little it is like these people who like like us and who you know uh I don't even know it's not even it's more than just like like us or just like think that like the stuff that we think is fun is fun um and every time that I think someone writes a nice review or like talks to us about something they enjoyed from the podcast like I feel a little bit less scared of that like public life I guess yeah I don't know that I feel like you're a little bit more shy than me um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm a little bit more shameless, a little bit more DGAF. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, like we started this podcast because f- I think because we 
loved listening to other podcasts. Yeah. Like, I got so much value out of yeah. looking forward to my favorite podcasts coming out during college. Like I looked forward to them so much and they mm-hmm. enriched my life so much. And I felt like I actually knew the hosts and they were my friends and I would refer to them as my friends, like a psycho, like, be like, oh yeah, my friend X, you know, says this, but really I just have listened to them for hundreds of hours in my ear. And yeah. then I just honestly thought that like having with our the way we talk to each other, I honestly was was like one of those people. It's like, oh, we're funny. We could have a podcast too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just kind of like, I don't know. It just, it wasn't like, oh, I want to live my life publicly. It was like, yeah. I really like podcasts. I want to try to do one. Um, yeah. so, and I think with, I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for Courtney, but I, I just think that like, I just think it's a, about kind of and this is going to sound corny, but it's about just like sharing what you love. Mm-hmm. And that just comes with the cost of being right. a more public person. I so also, I don't think it's like we any of us set out to be like, oh, we want a public life. No. And also, I think when, especially with us with this podcast, we were like, we'll probably quit this in like a couple of months. Like we'll do yeah. this for a little bit, like see right. if we can, you know, actually make something meaningful and then we'll probably lose steam and end it. And so it's actually been to our surprise that we've continued to to do it and to, you know, do somewhat okay. Well, and I think it's to our immense surprise that we've actually built a listenership. Like when we've, if you listen to our early episodes, I was so insecure and just thought that no one would want to listen that I edited everything to be so tight. So there was never any lull or space Mm -hmm. or just like breathing room. Cause I was like, yeah, if we're not funny every three seconds, we're going to lose people. Um, yeah. And so it's been like to our immense surprise that we've actually kind of like from literally nothing with like no real fallings of our own, like have built a, a small audience. Yep. Um, and it's been so amazing. We're so grateful. So anyway, so yeah, it's it's kind of been a shock. We'll see how long it lasts. Definitely. Yep. If you want the podcast to continue, please share it. Please enter the giveaway. Guys, also, we're very close to having a thousand reviews on iTunes, which I think is like insane. Like that makes me want to cry. I know. It's it's insane. If you can find it within your heart to leave us a review on iTunes, I'm sure we're going to get a bad one after this episode. So please leave us a good one. Bury that bad one. Um, and get us to 1000. That would be amazing. That would be like the most incredible Christmas gift. It'd be really cool. That's on my Christmas list. And then if you could also please enter the giveaway, we are giving away Till the end of the year, you can enter. You can enter as many times as you want. It's a one carat diamond tennis bracelet in the metal of your choosing. It'll be custom made for you. So white or yellow gold. Um, It is the exact same bracelet I gave to Chandler for being my maid of honor. So there's a Mm -hmm. cool story there. And the way to enter is that you post on your stories your favorite episode of Pop Apologists and include a link for your followers so they can listen to the show and hopefully enjoy it as well. So, and don't forget to tag us so we see it and we'll write back and say you're entered. So I think that's everything, Chan. That's all, baby. All right. Thanks everyone for listening today and we will catch you either on Patreon on Friday or next week. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.